Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. Today I am virtually seated with Jessica and TH, the creators and founders of The X Experts. Uh, Jessica and TH, were you guys friends before creating this? Oh we were yeah. For okay. years were, and years and years. Were you friends pre-divorce? Yes. yes. Okay. Pre-engagement. Okay. backstory. Yeah, Jess, oh. can, Jess can tell the story. She likes the story. Well, let's just jump into that. I want to start there. So my, I, I, I know I'm jumping the gun on the divorce stats, but I, I, it's important for the story. I have been married and divorced twice. And okay. so my first husband and TH were best friends from high school. And I met my husband in college. So TH and I met when we were young in college. And when we graduated, we all moved to New York City and TH and I became best friends and our soon to be husbands became best friends. And we got engaged within a month of each other and married within a month of each other and like wow. traveled around the world together as couples. Our sons were born a week apart. Like we were best friends for years. We grew wow. up together. We yeah. grew up together. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, well then with that, that just leads me right into it. Give me your divorce stats, each of you, whoever wants to take it away first. I'll just finish mine. So, um, <clears throat> uh, and this is all, you know, I, I, like I said, was married twice, divorced twice. Um, my first divorce, um, we got married when I was 23 and divorced when I was 36, but we'd been together for 18 years. Um, and our teach and I, our stories overlapped even with that, with all of the similarities mm -hmm. in the timing, we ended up finding out 13 years into our marriages that both of our husbands were having affairs and covering for each other. They oh. were cheating on us yeah. and traveling with the other women as couples while we were home working and taking care of our kids. Right. So yeah. we got divorced at the exact same time. And our whole experiences is what ended up culminating into ex-experts. Um, wow. But at the time we were among for certainly for me we were among the first of people that we really knew that were getting divorced we had very little kids mike i had two kids at the time they were two and four mm. um and i knew that i was getting divorced and i initiated it after getting a phone call from the other woman she didn't identify herself she gave a whole story about how she was working with him on a real estate project which all sounded legit but when right. he got on the phone his conversation wasn't at all about the real estate project. So that night I was like, I'm out. Um, okay. And I just woke up the next morning and basically said very calmly, we're getting divorced. And he was like, what? Cause he had been denying who it was on the phone and was making excuses. And I really didn't know for sure, but I knew sure. for sure. And I yep. was like, I'm out, yep. like we're done and we're getting divorced. And that started the whole journey. That was wow. almost 15 years ago. Were you and the now? first to call it or was TH? My, I was, week, I got my week call ahead of me before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A week. Okay. TH, take it away. Um, so I was 38. Um, I had an eight, six and four year old. Um, I knew I wanted a divorce and was unhappy at least four years before May 8th of 2008, when I got my blessed call. Um, when I got the call, she called to see if I was married to my then husband because she was engaged to him. 
So um, what? You can't make yeah. this shit up. Yeah. No matter how many times you hear it, you would still be like, are you freaking kidding me right yeah. now? Yeah, so right. I had already known about Darren and Jessica. And then when this happened, first of all, I told her that she saved my life that day because I was so miserable. So mm. I initiated the divorce because I got all my ducks in a row that day. And then I called him and I said, he was like very busy. I go, it's, it's not a problem. I spoke to her though, and I'm never living with you again. So I initiated it, even though he really initiated it. And a marriage is usually over way before infidelity starts. Yeah. So at least four years before that, I had known that I was out. And then Jessica and I started putting the pieces together. I called her because I was going through all the credit cards and everything. And I'm like, they were in Costa Rica with their girlfriends at the Four Seasons. They weren't on a motorcycle the trip. The two guys? Yeah, oh, like they had said they were, were going on a guy's trip. And then Tate called me and she's like, I'm looking at my credit card receipts. Those There's no way. They were away. They were not on a guy's trip. Yeah, they were in <laughs> Vegas. They were in California. <laughs> New York City. What? Like yeah. all of it together. So that's when we put the pieces together that they weren't just having affairs. They were actually traveling with their girlfriends like they were, you know, Legit. I guess they were legit. Um, we have, we were both married to our husbands for 13 years. Wow. Um, we are now almost 15 years out. Oh my God. The anniversary of my phone calls coming soon. Yours is like next week. I don't know what the date was. Well, if it's seven days before, you could just calculate. It was it. a it was May. Third, whatever so the yours Thursday was night was before. So, wow. and it was before Mother's Day mine. But um, that is the first day of the rest of my life as I view mm -hmm. it. And I've been in other relationships after my divorce, but now I'm in the best relationship. That's this is this is the relationship that I'm meant to be in. So I'm super Aww. happy. And um, but we've Jessica and I've grown up together. We've learned a lot together. We went through divorce together. And even though our divorces were completely different, because we were married to very very completely different men. Right. Um, the fact that we had each other um really was everything and so that's why we created x experts in the divorce etc podcast because we were so lucky and most people are not to have someone literally taking the same steps that they are emotionally yeah. weekends without your kids holidays yeah. without your kids not being invited to the party because you're not married anymore right like going on a first date telling your kids that you're getting a divorce all those things Jessica and I supported each other. And so we created this platform so that we can help you. We're not afraid sure. to talk about it. It's a no BS conversation. And look at us now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We can be here too. Y'all are thriving. So, and to circle back, TH, to your stats, how old were your kids when you got a divorce? Eight, six, and four. Okay. Eight, six, and four. What a spread. Wow. Yeah. So you guys, this is why I'm so excited to interview the both of you because you had the Jessica, your youngest was two. She was two at the time of my first divorce. Yes. Two. And then it goes all the way up to eight when Correct. kids heard about the word divorce. That's yeah. right. So kind of transitioning now into talking about the kids, because this is about kids on yeah. this podcast. I would love to hear just how you have seen firsthand your kids in all the various stages of life become affected by divorce and what that meant for them and what it means for them now. So, I mean, we could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of want to, we can start chatting about it and then see where it goes, but I know this is going to be such a wonderful conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, my kids, like I said, were two and four. So it wasn't like they really understood anything that was happening at the time. Like, I have very vivid memories. You know, my son was like playing with a matchbox car on the floor and my daughter was on a rocking horse. She yeah. says, she said some fairly recently, like that she remembers the conversation. I mean, give me a break. She, she wasn't even two because it was like early May and her birthday's May 19th. So she wasn't even two years old yet. Um, so... But he, so the transition for us, I think, was very smooth because okay. we were in an apart. We had sold our last apartment. So we were in an apartment that we were renting. The lease was almost up. It was up in like within two months of that time. So my my ex-husband stayed in an, an apartment nearby that he was doing uh, some real estate stuff with. And he was in the in our home every night helping to put the kids to bed. You know, he was mm -hmm. there in the mornings when they got up. So I it, I think it was a while before my kids probably even realized that he wasn't sure. actually living with us anymore. Um, we had a nanny, an amazing nanny who was a part of our family um, who had started with us when my son was three months old. So at the time she'd been with us about four years mm -hmm. and she was the constant for them. So Aww. months later, you know, we both moved out of the rental into into different places. But again, he I had put in a, like a preliminary clause um, or it, it said that he could not have any overnights with the kids until he had an apartment that actually had a bedroom for them because he was like crashing at a one bedroom apartment nearby. So he, he, all of his time was in my apartment with the kids, which is why I don't think in the beginning, it was like really hard for them. And then when he had his own place, we had our nanny and she was the one who brought them to school and picked them up and took them to wherever they needed to go. So that was still fluid for them. So hmm. I like to think that the transition for them wasn't necessarily as jarring as it could sure. have been maybe later in life because how they were getting picked up and dropped off and everything like nothing changed for them right. at all and they were so little like i feel like that's kind of all they knew when i talk to people and they're totally, like oh that's so totally. sad they had to go back and forth i'm like that's been their whole life they don't know yep. any different yeah it wasn't hard while it was hard to tell my second husband that i wanted a divorce and at that time my kids were 13 and 15 it wasn't hard because they weren't his kids so they still were doing the back and forth between me and their dad like that didn't really change just when they were with me my second husband wasn't there anymore sure. Sure. no but tell everybody the conversation when you told your kids that you were divorcing your second husband oh well they 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 didn't believe me i mean I wow. told him, yeah, but but so the story behind that, there's always a story. <laughs> he and I, it wasn't working out. He's a wonderful man. We were not compatible to be married. We'd been in therapy for a year. Um, and in Feb at the very end of February of 2020, in a therapy appointment, I told him that I wanted a divorce. And two wow. weeks later, the world shut down. And then we were in quarantine together for the next nine months which was fine because I genuinely liked him as a person. Okay. I just was like, we just can't be married anymore. So we were living together like platonic college roommates, but like we could still sit down and have dinner together and like, you know, whatever we could have conversations. And, and we did not tell the kids for a while mm. because we didn't know what was happening in the world. We didn't, we had to sell our apartment. There was just all this stuff. So that was all like in the very beginning of 2020, we didn't tell the kids until August. 
Wow. When we were a month out from selling the apartment. And when we told them they didn't, first, my son started laughing. Like he didn't believe us. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we've been living together, going to the Hamptons, doing this, doing this, like everybody all together. Like he thought we were joking. And I was like, well, look, we are, you know, we're still friendly. We're just, we're just not going to be married anymore. My daughter was upset. She was crying. He was very close with both of my kids, which was one of the things that drew me to him. And he yeah. really treated my kids like his own. And I think Aww. that's very hard to find in a relationship after yeah. you've been divorced. I mean, I adore my kids. You know, I love TH's kids like they're my own. They're probably the only ones other than my own that I Me love too. that way. Yeah. I just think, you know, someone else's kids are just not your kids. He, he acted like he birthed them himself. So that was hard for me to tell him because they really were like part of his family. But that was probably mm -hmm. hard for them too. I yeah. think it, I think it was, I, I think it was, I mean, I think, I think there were parts of them that were sad. I think there were parts of them that maybe were relieved because, you know, he and I just were really so different. Um, but I, I will say this and then I'll shut up for a minute. I feel like in terms of the conversation that I had yeah. with my kids, and I'm going back to my first divorce, which obviously was more impactful. I don't feel like I did it the right way. TH and I have talked about this before. I am a person who is kind of like, don't rock the boat. You know, sure. like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If no mm. one's saying anything, everything's fine. And I did not, while I have always been an open book and my kids, every now and then you know would come and say things like i don't feel like i did a great job at like revisiting the divorce periodically over mm. the years as they grew to say as you're getting older do you have other questions are there other things you want to know are there other mm. things we should talk about i think i just was always like they're not saying anything so they're good I will say oh, yeah. with regards to the divorce, I do believe genuinely that they're very well adjusted. I think that my handling it in terms of like, it is what it is and not feeling sorry for myself and not feeling sorry for them helped them like, this is just my life as they were growing up. But I think that I should have at other times I don't know, brought it up again. I think I was kind of like, if I bring it up again, then if they are upset, then I'm going to upset them more. I don't know what to sure. say. And I, and so I just don't think that I handled that properly. Um, but they are well-adjusted. And I think that as they've gotten older and have met other kids whose parents are divorced and seen other parents' relationships, I think that both of my kids are very happy with the relationship that I have with their dad. We're very close. We can hang out. I've had holidays with them. I use his car wow. all the time. Like I'll invite wow. him to have lunch with me and the kids on the weekends. Like we, we really are a family and we always will be. And I think that my kids now at almost 17 and 19 appreciate whatever it took to get there because they 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 feel lucky that some you know compared to some of their friends parents who like you know i live in new york city some of those divorces were really yeah. ugly yeah well mine oh, was ugly it was in jersey yeah but i think my kids are so close to you that yeah. i don't think they look at you the same way as yeah. with their other friends yeah i'll zip it now wow. let teach go no that was so let me quick talk on that because i think what's so powerful about that jessica is like yeah, you didn't check in with them periodically about it, but 
like I see what you're saying because they were so young and so it does become their normal right. and like truly if you're moved on if he's moved on if you two can be civil with each other then there really isn't much to talk about like yes you could have maybe talked more about like hey what do you guys feel about this this and that as far as like traditions or being together do you like when we're together and, and you know that kind of thing but like I, I think that your your post-divorce was so healthy that they're really like it's very rare like the the story you're telling i'm like wow i can't believe that that's where you and your ex are at like that's it that's commendable to both of you for being the bigger people and you. uh you know choosing to do that for your kids and so hopefully your kids are old enough now to kind of look back at you and say like wow mom really believed in her self-worth and decided like she can't put up with stuff like that therefore that's why they're divorced yes but i do think that um that for them it's very normal for us to be together we invite each other to different things maybe i i i used to have a key to his apartment like us doing That's things crazy. together and being around is is comfortable for all of us thankfully and i and and i do just want to add one other thing with my second husband i don't i think from the very beginning he really was not comfortable with the relationship that i had with my first husband uh, it was there was nothing going on but he did not have that kind of a divorce and yeah. so he did he could not understand it and when i and i was uncomfortable with the fact that he didn't like the fact that my ex and i would like you know talk on the phone once a week like and just shoot the shit. what's up what's new what's going on and when i spoke to my family and my friends like god you know this is kind of what's going on everyone said to me well what you have going on with darren is not normal and you know leo's right and you should this that this is how you should act and you should Dang. not have this kind of relationship and i did pull back from my ex and i i feel it damaged our relationship for a while and it damaged my relationship with my son for a while in mm -hmm. in as like a a you know a factor of that and now that my second husband and i are divorced and now that we have a very amicable relationship he definitely understands that there was nothing uh -huh. to be threatened by with my yeah. with my first husband but it I carried a little resentment about that at I'm the sure. end of my second marriage. And I've made it very clear to men that I've met since then in dating that someone who's not comfortable with the kind of relationship that I have with my first husband, I, I, they're not the person for me. Because no, yeah. at the end of the day, really i'm gonna choose my ex over a potential new bow because what i have with my ex is what allows me to have what i have with my kids which is Ooh. the picture that i want Dang. and i feel like that's what i'm gonna choose we'll always be there for each other not in an intimate way but we will always be there for each other and i need someone who is secure enough with themselves that even if they think it's odd they don't mind being around and having that you know be the relationship yeah. and it doesn't impose on anything it's not like we talk every day or that we're together every night it's just that you know it shouldn't be a big deal if i'm if i am going to his parents house for a holiday or if i'm using his car for something or saving him a seat at my daughter's softball game or whatever like that's not weird for us so it's been interesting for me as a point of personal growth to recognize that while I 
chose my second husband over my ex, which I think is the normal thing to do, mm-hmm. I realized that that's not the right decision for me and for my family. Wow. That's really cool, Jessica. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Mine is nothing like that. Totally different. <laughs> which is why I think I love your duo so much. Because even though your timelines line up and the guys were BFFs and all that jazz, it, you it's still two different people, you know, four totally. different people. Completely. So TH, take it away. Um, I think that, well, I'm going to tell you what I did. And, um, I went to my therapist as soon as I decided this is over and I brought him with me, their dad. Um, so we can learn the right way. I'm air quoting everything to tell our kids we're getting a divorce. And the big thing was to just remind them that we love them so much. We're not working out, but we just love you. And that's never going to change. That was like the message. I'm not sure how much they retained it. I think they heard the word divorce. My eight-year-old freaked out. My four-year-old was like, I don't know, are we going for ice cream after this? And my six-year-old, I don't remember how she reacted, but I had a plan. We love you. And we're going for ice cream all together with the dog. Let's go. So I just want all you kids out there to know that when your parents do stuff like that, it's really hard for us. I It was really hard for me because I did not want to be with him. I did not want to be around him. I, I really like hate is a strong word, but at the time hate was appropriate. I don't hate him anymore. He doesn't have power over me, but at the time he did. And so it was, it was eating me inside, but I did it for my kids. Mm. I wouldn't have changed that. But there were other times that I went and I, it was like my daughter's birthday six months after we separated. And I was like, well, we're all going to go together. But that meant him and his fiance and me and our kids. And that was really hard. And so what I would have liked to have told my younger self is that I didn't have to do that. Mm, I wish that I just had a conversation with my daughter who was the eight-year-old and I would have sugarcoated it. Like we can have two birthday dinners and we can, you go to dad here and we come to mom here and make it all like jolly and everything. But I like really put myself in a lot of uncomfortable positions because I thought it's what my kids wanted, but I should have just asked my kids. I know they were young, but they would have known if they liked it or not. And if she said, yeah, "Yeah, I want us all together, then I'd be like, all right, well, it really is for her. But in my mind, I was thinking, well, this is what she needs. I had no idea Mm -hmm. of what she needed. I didn't want to broach the topic. I wanted it to be happy and all about her birthday. And I just thought that it was happy for us all to be together. She no longer wants us all together. She stopped that many years ago. She's 23 now. She would rather do things separately. She knows everybody's uncomfortable and she doesn't want to be uncomfortable worrying about other people being uncomfortable. Uh, Yes, yes. Yes, so she put the kibosh (laughs) on it. So all you kids out there speak up because us moms and dads don't know what we don't know and we're afraid to rock the boat and we want your lives to be beautiful and awesome and happy and holy crap, we like brought divorce into your life. And so speak up, be like, you know what, mom, 
I'm good. Like if you're of age and you're listening yeah. to this, be like, you know what? I'm good. I just want you to know, I don't need you to put yourself out like this or dad. I don't need you to do that. And if they say, well, we're happy to do it like Jessica and Darren, then kumbaya. Yeah. But I have no business with my ex. I just posted a TikTok that I was like laughing and, and cheering. Cause I don't have to see him for three years. So <laughs> that's very, that's liberating for me. Yeah. Like to not, it's, it sounds terrible, you know, for my kids, but now I'm comfortable enough. To, this is my story. Yeah. This is my part of my freedom. I don't enjoy being around him. He's not someone I would ever be friends with if I wasn't married to him. Yeah. So we have graduations coming up again. I'm in that position, but now I have to micromanage my parents. So that conversation also goes to your grandparents, all of you guys out there. And everybody's really, I like to think everybody's doing their best, mm-hmm. put on their best performance to keep you in mind and the center of everything that's happening there, your graduation, your birthday, your sweet 16, just like whatever, a day you're together at a softball game, whatever it is. Yeah. I think most parents are doing their personal best to get there and their personal best may not be good enough for you, but you'll have to deal with that parent. So I can't, I can't get into that. I can't speak to that, but um, I, the other thing I really did with my kids was like, they would come back and, and be really upset about things that happened at their dad's house or things that their dad did. And they would call they call me for everything. They call me for everything. My boyfriend now is like, why are they telling you that? I'm like, they call me for everything. It's okay. They call me for everything. But I wanted to make sure that they knew they could come to me for everything. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. I can't make everything unicorns and rain- rainbows all the time, but I can give you a hug right. and I you can, can listen and you can I can be present yeah. and it may make me uncomfortable. Some of those conversations, because I want to be like, you know, going off. But I don't. And and also you got kids should know that it's really hard for us to hold our tongue sometimes. And yeah. so call your mom and dad out and be like, can you stop? It's making me uncomfortable because nothing's going to stop them faster than you telling them to stop. Yeah, It's really not like I hear my daughter's voice in my head. Mm. And, and that's what made me stop. Not because, oh, they can't hear me. I'm in the next room. Mm. So the worst thing that happens is your parents don't listen. The best thing that happens is they listen yep. and it actually works. Yep. So try to be brave and speak up, send them a note, leave them a post-it, send them, leave a voicemail, whatever. Yep. So you don't feel intimidated, but definitely speak up to yourself. Cause this is our first time too. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're just hoping we're doing our best and call us out if it doesn't work for you. Mm. And my kids have. I I love that. I love that call to action for the kids, especially the older ones, um, because it's true. Like if you feel uncomfortable about something that one of your parents is doing, as much as they love you, they can't read your mind. And so if you've been okay with it for years, but it's because you've been silent for years, they're gonna think, oh, you love you love when I vent about my my ex. Right. You love right. when I vent about the dating scene and how hard it is for this mid 40 year old person, you know, and it's like, 
actually, I don't love that. But it's like, well, you've been listening all these years and you've been and saying yes and giving me advice. And it's like, well, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And so, you know, like really, really, uh, I think it takes both parties, like the kids knowing what they want from you and speaking up and saying, hey, that's not cool or hey, I didn't like that. And then the parents also saying, hey, is it okay if I talk to you about this? Like, how do you feel about this? Right. Like testing the waters, you know? Right. And right. both of both parties being completely honest because what doesn't help is if I say, um, mom, were you uncomfortable seeing dad at Thanksgiving? And then mom wanting to people please is like, no, I wasn't. But deep down is like, yeah, it was shit, you know? Yeah. And so that doesn't help because then I'm hearing what you're telling me, which is, no, it wasn't. I'm like, okay, great. But I can't read your mind to know that deep down you're like, no, it was awful. Like, be honest with each other. Be honest with your kids. Kids, be honest with your parents. If you don't like something that they're doing, don't be like, no, it's okay. Because you don't want to rock the boat. Right. But be honest if you want to see change within the family and you want to see more like unity and um like boundaries being made for the safety of everybody involved you know and so i just think like true healthy families are the ones that communicate a lot but they don't just like talk a lot that doesn't mean communication communication is honest so your your talking is all honest it's not just like ah yeah no great yeah sure but it's it's being real with the other party and you know I don't know, just having the thick enough skin to take it and be like, wow, okay, yep, let's do this. Yeah. And and also it's good to check in with your kids, even if it's not just about divorce, like a general check-in, like your whole life doesn't have to be divorced, divorce, 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 divorce. My, my eight-year-old at the time, I like, I was, I'm an action person. So I like found a support group. I brought it into the school. I wanted Samantha to go. I like did everything. Just like, I'm not going. I'm not going to be the only kid who leaves lunch on a Friday to go to the special kids group for lunch. Then my younger daughter, all her friend's parents were divorced. So they all went and they're like, oh my God, we're having a special lunch. This is awesome. And they like loved it. (laughs) Loved it. And then my son would just show up and they're like, he's supposed to be here. I'm like, I'm cool with it. So each kid at different ages is feeling very different. Yes. And also like for the oldest kids, you're setting examples for your younger siblings. Yeah. Like it's a lot of pressure. Like I know, Grace, you were telling me with your younger brother, like you were the one to speak up. You were the one. And and he was kind of like standing next to you or beside you. Be like, yeah, me too. You know, like yeah. <laughs> anything, but we're in solidarity. Right, right, right. I support that. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of pressure for you older siblings. And we know that. But it's even more important that you voice what's uncomfortable, at least for you, because yeah. again, we have no idea of what we're doing. We have no credit. <laughs> we don't want to read any more books about what everybody else did. And honestly, with ex-experts and with an expert like yourself, Christina McGee, Amy Armstrong, all these amazing child advocates that we have speaking, as well as, wait, who's our friend in Australia? Bella Duncan. Bella Duncan, a kid with two homes. Yep. I mean, we also have a movie that we're going to start talking about, the Split movie. Yes. I just talked about that on this podcast with Christina. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that information, you can find it at xexperts.com. So if you're a parent listening, we, we vetted everybody. We have all these amazing people that you can hear and you can learn about and you can learn from. 
you know, overcompensating for a missing spouse and stuff like that. Jessica and I, I don't want to mess it up. So correct me if I start to say it wrong, Jess, like we're only responsible for hundred percent of our 50%, right? Right. That's so I can't I change that. what your dad does. He can't change what I do. We can't control what the other one does. But for me and for Jessica, we listen to our kids and we'll support you as best we can. We'll empower you to speak up. We'll direct you or we'll just hug you. But we can't control what the other one's doing. Right. Like if the other one's pissing you off, I'm here. I hear you. I can't. There's nothing I can do about it. I can help you to talk to him to get a better result. But I can't guarantee anything is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And I think it's cool that you still have that open communication with your kids. Because I know that my parents get um, very emotionally invested in what we're saying and can get upset. Like, I, I know what you said about holding your tongue. Like, if I'm telling my mom something I'm upset about, she'll just be like, oh, and she'll just want to go like, yeah, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. But instead, most of the time, she holds her tongue and she's like, oh, Oh my gosh, you know, that must be just so hard. And like, just affirming my feelings right. when I really like, I could be talking to anyone about this, but I think why I go to her is because she gets it, you know, like she understands him 100% because she is with him. Whereas friends of mine, like they have seen my parents and, but they don't know them. Like she knows my dad or like my dad knows my mom, you know? And so I think that's why kids do end up venting to their parents but um, it, it's just really admirable when you can listen and not, you know, want to. That's like a growing thing, by the way. I wasn't like that originally. That. That's growth, work, therapy, support with friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we had this podcast and X Experts as a platform back in 2008, I know. Then we'd be in a, be in a better was shape. My year, too. Yes. Wow. Wow. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. The universe brought us together. Long time. Crappy, crappy year, but freeing <laughs> year. Um, I want to talk about what ways, and maybe you don't know this. Maybe you would have, like, this is an interesting question. So maybe you haven't thought about this before, but I was just talking to somebody yesterday and saying that um, it, it's so weird how there's a lot of narratives around divorce, like concerning shame and concerning like, like when I tell people I'm a child of divorce, they're like, they either go, I'm so sorry, or they go, man, that must be hard coming from a broken home. And like, it's so fascinating to me because I always tell them like, no, my family's not broken. We're actually a healed family because of divorce. Like divorce actually healed my family. If my parents were still together, it would be a living nightmare for everybody involved. And so I think like, it is weird how there's this narrative around divorce still. And thankfully the narrative is slowly changing with, with things like what you guys are doing and empowering these women and empowering even men with the guy from um, WTF divorce. Yeah. But I just, tell me about how maybe your kids have recognized and have almost been like, I'm glad you guys are divorced or I'm glad you're not together or even like, when you schluffed off any kind of shame that you might have had, or maybe you never had that. So just tell, tell me about that. It's a conversation that we have a lot in terms of the stigma around divorce that still exists, which we want to help break through with what we're sure. doing. And that's part of our mission. Like 
have the conversation, raise awareness. The more people talk about it, the more it will be accepted. Um, I think for me in my situation, I think that my kids were really too young to, um, to, to understand some of what may have been going on around them. Um, but I think that, you know, it is it is a conversation that needs to be continued and i think that my kids as i said before like i think they're proud now comparatively with some of their other friends like they feel i mean they've told me like they feel lucky that mm-hmm. that darren and i have the relationship that we do and it wasn't easy to get there i mean i think probably the main difference between uh, my relationship with him and teaches with her ex is like she said, she said she would never be friends with him had they not been married. Like I would totally be friends with mine if we yeah. weren't married. You know, there yeah. were things about him that I still genuinely liked. So I think that level of like, we still had a level of respect for each other despite the fact that he did a really shitty thing. And because of that, the consequences, he was no, no longer able to be married to me. But I think that getting through to be where I am now definitely took a little while, but I bit my lip and I sucked it up during the discomfort in the beginning because I did have a vision of what Mm. the end game was gonna look like. And this is exactly it. And so Mm. I'm glad that I did it the way that I did, but I feel like the idea that there is still so much shame and stigma around divorce is really unfortunate. I, I, we were talking a little earlier um, with some other people and I was saying like, I I had gotten my phone call on a Thursday night and I told him Friday morning we were getting divorced and I laid in bed for 48 hours crying the whole weekend. And I woke up Monday morning and started a brand new job at a brand new company, like the biggest job at that point that I'd had to date in my career. And I didn't feel like I could tell anybody at my new job that I was getting divorced because I was afraid they would feel that I wasn't up to the job anymore, that I was gonna be too distracted, that I wasn't gonna be able to be focused enough. So I went to work with my with my wedding ring and my engagement ring on for the first like three months that I worked there because I, I felt like I needed to prove myself to them before I could kind of start taking my ring off and maybe talking to people okay. about divorce. Yes, and it's crazy too that like there is this weird thing with relationships where it's like if you're married, you're almost a more professional adult, but if you're single or if you're divorced, you're, like, you're just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, it's yeah. crazy. All over the place. We should definitely so talk about together. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I knew that I had my shit together and I knew that I could run the show and I knew that I could do what I needed to do work-wise, but I didn't feel comfortable letting anyone know because I felt like if anything, you know, whatever fell through the cracks, it was immediately going to be like, oh, well, she's, you know, she's Mm. not thinking about stuff the right way. So that's my answer to all of that. Girl, I'm so glad you said that because that is so relatable. Like my mom, oh my gosh, it was so sad. Just the ways that people like oh you're single now and just like the like not not even compassion it was like just kind of like pity well we don't rub off on them or their husbands they don't want their like it's like the cheese touch or something it's so strange right right they just have to say it and then they don't they like want to be away from it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what about you th how do you feel with that whole discussion with you and your kids my kids don't know how I was ever even married to him, honestly. Wow. Okay. Yes. I love that. It's the truth. 
I mean, he is a hundred percent his true self. They've now been older, you know, seeing him and watching him and being his child. And it's been hard. And they're like, I, I just, I don't see it. Like you guys are, couldn't be more opposite, like complete opposites. I don't even Crazy. know how you were together. Crazy. And, uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, but we were, yeah. and here you are. Right. Um, so they, um, they just have a lot of compassion, compassion, and they give each of us the same. It's just not received in the same way from each of us. And that's a struggle. And, and um, now they're at the point that they can tell me anything about him. And I speak to them as a young adult now. You know, you have to manage your expectations. I mean, they're in their 20s now. You have to manage your expectations. You're putting yourself out there in the in the fire. You know, what do you, like, I would tell them, you know, I used to have this fantasy. Well, if I make dinner and I do this and that and this and that, everything's going to be great. And it's yeah. never been great. And so I said, you know, you just, you can't keep putting yourself out there because the only one who gets hurt is you. So this doesn't work in this relationship. Think about what's most important. You want to be with your friends for your birthday? Then be with your friends for your birthday. It doesn't yeah. have to be in the Hamptons. Yeah. It could be anywhere. The whole point is being with your friends on your birthday. Right. So save yourself some misery with that. You yeah. know, if, if your dad, you know, whatever. I mean, I could go on and on, but <clears throat> I don't know how we were ever together. I think what's so cool about what you're talking about too, TH, is we talk a lot about on this podcast, not talking shit about your ex in front of your kids. Yep. However, what you're talking about is not talking shit to your kids. No. It's actually coaching them on just how to approach their father yeah and that i think is very appropriate because when you are dealing with someone that perhaps is a narcissist or like yeah. clinically like something is going on yeah. or they're abusive like you actually need out of protection for your kids to coach them and set them up for success when going to that person's house yeah. um and that's not talking shit about them that's not venting about how awful they are that's truly just out of safety and out of compassion wanting to protect your kids and so i just want to clarify that for parents out there that like that kind of talk is totally acceptable in my book and that by i assume y'all's book as well yeah that like yeah. it's just it's out of the like the safety for the kids and especially when they're asking too and they're kind of complaining about something you can be like well you know, like you've seen in the past when you do this, this, and this, that you're the only one who gets burnt and right. he doesn't care that you were burnt. And, you know, do you want to keep doing Well, I won't say that. Okay. Yeah, I won't say that. Okay. I've learned to keep it. I, I won't say, you know, he doesn't know whatever, but I will, I will put it back on them. So if she said, you know, this is what happened. And I said, well, what do you think was going to happen? Well, I thought it was going to be blah, 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 blah. She goes, I never saw this coming. I go, I totally agree with you. I would never see this coming either. So it it frames mm -hmm. a picture of what that personality in person is without me actually saying the words. And it was hard not to shit talk him because yeah. he deserved it. And I was angry and I was pissed and like, you know, um, 
but I found a place for that. Jessica was a place for me and I was a place for her and my therapist made a lot of money and my friends, but, <laughs> uh, but I learned, and this is with growth, like your parents are going to make mistakes at the beginning. Yeah. And when you call them out, there'll be fewer mistakes, but that as we grow and we become more comfortable with the current situation and ourselves, I don't need to waste my time talking about him. Like it's mm. not even worth my energy. It's yeah. just so not worth it for me. So whatever, not my yeah. problem. Totally. Um, well, we have, ugh, I don't know, ladies. I have so much more I want to talk about. We may have to do another episode. <laughs> we'll do a part I, two. I wanted to talk as well with you guys about dating and how you dated in front of your children and what all that entailed. And so goodness we'll we're do gonna a part two to, we'll do a part yes. two grace yeah this is a to be continued thing we have stories um but you both are incredible please i know you've you know you've mentioned a few things that you offer but will you kind of give us the download of everything that you offer as far as x experts what people can find where to find you um maybe like any freebies that you have and things of that nature thank you for uh, giving us the chance you know i mean i i will say mostly everything lives on our website it's xexperts.com, all spelled out, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. Our handles on all social, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything is at xexperts. Try to make it really easy. Our podcast is called Divorce, Etc. It's on every podcast platform. We talk about everything. They're like nothing's off limits. And we go over, as we do on the website, you know, legal stuff, custody stuff, property and stuff, um, things for yourself, how to move on after divorce. We talk about dating. We have all of those kinds of topics available and we offer private one-on-one -on -one sessions to help people with whatever stage of divorce that they're in. Um, it's in like our link in bio on Instagram and TikTok, and it's also on our website. You can, you can buy the packages. And that's literally our goal and our mission is to help support and educate and empower people to go through the divorce process in a way where they feel like they have some semblance of control. We're not mm. lawyers, so we're not gonna be able to give you that kind of legal advice and Lord knows things are different state by state. Right. We're not therapists. We recommend that everybody go get a good therapist, but between the two of us, we've had three divorces and we know a lot of information and we have partnered yeah. and collaborated with the best in the business. So yeah. we, you know, you can find whatever you need when it comes to divorce through our resources. And that's exactly what we aim to offer people. We also have a newsletter, X experts in your inbox goes out once a week. It always has some kind of a personal anecdote or story from either TH or I. Um, and then it also tells you like upcoming events that we have, what the new podcast episode is that dropped, you know, information about our sponsors. So all we're trying to do is put out as much information as we can in as easy a way as possible. I mean, literally, if you go onto our website, our content is color coded. So you know, like, if it's my family, if it's my wallet, if it's my stuff, if it's, you know, my divorce, like we're pulling it down and making it so easy and really clearing out a lot of the clutter. When you go out there, there's so much information that you can find Tons. and everyone has an agenda. 
Yeah. Our agenda is what can we do to help you get through your process? We have people emailing us and DMing us all the time. We respond. I mean, we just want to help people because we, as I said in the very beginning, like if we had, if one or both of us had gone through the divorce process alone, I, I don't know how we would have made it through. There is so Seriously. much that you don't know. And it really yeah. is very scary and overwhelming and yeah. dark. And it's just, but like, I promise everyone out there who's listening, there is light on the other side. There really is a silver lining to getting divorced because as you said, Grace, you know, it, it's a solution to a problem. Yes. It doesn't, it, it's not always, it doesn't always have to be looked down upon. Sometimes it's the right answer. And especially for me and, and my family, like it allowed us to be able to have the relationship that we have and the closeness that we have, which I don't think that would have sustained if we had stayed married. So right. uh, you can literally find us everywhere online and feel free to reach out to us at hello at X experts, um, because we just want to be able to help other people get through it and have a Jessica or TH of their own. Yeah, I think what's so cool about you guys is what you're offering and truly the one on one calls is so cool because yeah, you're not a counselor. Yeah, you're not a lawyer. But what you are is just a female who has been through it, who has tons of resources and has talked with so many divorce professionals that you're literally linking arms with someone and saying, like, I'm here with you. I'm walking with you. You are not alone. We've got this. And like, what a yep. powerful image that is for somebody who's walking in this dark, unknown place and trying to figure out like, okay, there's a lot of resources out there. Which one should I partner with? And that, right. The thing know? with that too is like, you know, when someone's going through it, when you're telling your own friends and your own family about it, they mm -hmm. presumably know your ex. They know you, they have preconceived notions, they have preconceived judgments about how you should handle things or what is going to happen or how it's going to go. And when we do our sessions with people, we are coming in from a completely open-minded, non-judgmental yeah, place. We don't really know anything about you or your ex uh, mm -hmm. other than what you tell us. And we are able to have you see things from a different perspective that you may not have ever considered otherwise. That's the feedback that we get from people like they never would have thought of that or they never knew that that was an option because maybe all the people around them that are close to them aren't thinking of that because it doesn't seem like that could be an option or that that could work, totally you know. Right. So whatever it is, it's like we're, we're coming from a place of like, it's all just about you. Where do you see yourself and how can we help you get there? Yeah, that's so amazing. Personally, you guys, my favorite part of their website is the part where it's just like a list of all their ex experts. And if you're ever bored, you can just scroll <laughs> on that for days. It is amazing how many people are out there doing really unique, incredible things. There's this one woman who teaches uh, single moms how to build stuff in her home and be oh, like a badass her. mom. Oh, she's so Tanisha. cool. Yeah, yes. she's amazing. I like found her through your page. I was like, this girl, what is she doing? It's so yeah, much. You don't so realize cool. the tasks yes. that you need to do at home if you don't have a man around, you yep. know, like it's. Yeah. We, well, we you could have a man around, but someone who actually knows what who knows doing. how to do it. That's right. It's more <laughs> that than having a man around. Just saying. Amen. Amen. Yeah, good, yeah, good clarification, yeah, TH. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, men, our, our ex-husbands, <laughs> none of them knew how to do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, (laughs) we do have a lot of ex-experts that we've been lucky enough to be working with and and have partnered with and, um, and our resources are amazing. So they are. Yeah, I can vouch for them. Well, thank you, Jessica and TH for your time today. I know y'all are very, very busy women. And so thank you for just choosing to be on this podcast and be advocates for the kids because truly um, you both know this, that the kids don't choose to be children of divorce, but it just happens to them. Um, And I love how you guys are very aware of that. You speak up for the kids. You always um, involve that as a part of your talks and yeah, they're never left on the wayside. And so I just am grateful for you too. Thanks, Grace. Thank you. Really Thank you, Grace, it. for speaking up for the kids. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Absolutely. For kids to be heard. Absolutely. Well, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to leave a review and tell me what you enjoyed about TH and Jessica. Um, you can also subscribe and follow this podcast so that way you're notified when the new one pops up. And don't forget to follow me on all the platforms at Divorce Tips from Kids. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time.